Focus Baseball Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tristan Cockroft and Eric Carabell. Hi there, and welcome to the Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Thursday morning here in Bucolic, Bristol, Connecticut. May 2, 2019. We all are in person today. I'm Eric. He's Tristan. He's a little weird, Tristan, today. So this, today. Might, this might be an odd show. Um, in the studio with us, of course, Kyle Soppy pushing all the right buttons behind the glass and editorial, editorially watchdogging today is Tom Carpenter. And it's a good thing Tom's here <laughs> sitting next to Tristan because prior to the show, Tristan was doing some strange things. Singing. You are? Right. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, ready. like just singing for no but I'm, reason. I'm wondering why you're saying it's only today. Um, I'm, I'm only weird today. I've picked this select day out of, you know. Sing us a song. Oh, jeez. You're the piano man. What, what do you got? <laughs> Sing us a song. You're the piano man. Sing us a song way too early this morning. Okay. There's lots to do on today's show. More prospects, more injuries, weekend pitcher preview, of course, and myriad hash browns. And uh, someone has the buzz, so let's hear the rest of it. All right. Let's start with the good news. Cincinnati Reds have mercifully decided to promote their top prospect, Nick Senzel. He'll be the center fielder in Friday's game against Tyler Beatty, who also interests me. He's the Giants starting pitcher that day. Uh, but obviously, if you have one spot here, you have to have... Senzel's still available, Tristan, in like 60% of ESPN standard leagues. And uh, that interests us because he's a guy who has some power, has some speed. He should go near the top of the Cincinnati lineup. You can make a case for him to bat one, two, three, or four, really. I mean, they've got... No natural leadoff hitter because Jose Peraza is bad now and Joey Votto has no power. So Senzel could bat one or two. But, you know, they've been batting Jesse Winker third. He really should be first. Uh, anyway, what are your odd thoughts? Lineup, yeah. Well, like, odd lineup. So last Friday, Vlad Guerrero made his Major League debut. And so far, he hasn't done a whole lot, but we know he's going to be great. Senzel, what are your thoughts here? Obviously, if you had to choose to be Vlad over Senzel. But Senzel's a guy who should be rostered in most leagues by the end of the weekend. I would say so, yeah. Um, the thing I like about him is that there's no, at least currently, elite skill. They're balanced. I think he's going to contribute a decent batting average. I think he'll contribute a decent number of home runs. I think he can contribute a couple of steals. Uh, I think he's going to fit somewhere in the slightly above average mold in traditional rotisserie leagues. And th- as you said about the lineup, I don't think he will hit high in the lineup initially, but I think he has the skills to do it. Let's say he gets, I- I'd say a 340-ish on base percentage isn't unrealistic. What do you say to fantasy managers who who question like Vlad batting whatever he's batting after a week and and the patience factor here? Like Fernando Tatis for the first week or two, it was kind of hit or miss. Um, prospects, you know, you never really know for sure how they're going to hit right away. Like we keep going back to Mike Trout when he was actually a rookie, not when he was the best rookie in the world. His Everyone forgets year. that too, yeah. They do, and, and people question whether he was going to be any good, and obviously he's like the best player ever. Um, so got, people have to be patient with Senzel if he doesn't hit like in the first week. They, they do. And uh, look, the, every rookie seems to be hit or miss. I mean, there, there's no real way of nailing down any one specific rookie. There isn't a hard and fast rule. So, yeah, some of these guys, as Trout, you mentioned, are going to struggle. The one thing I do tend to notice with prospects is that if you look at MLE's major league equivalent or the minor major league equivalencies from the minor league numbers, uh, you'll find that a lot of times these players fall short of those thresholds. And the one category in which I find they consistently do it is strikeout rate. And Guerrero's doing that so far. 
So when you see something like Guerrero's missing pitches for once, he's got six Ks in 18 at-bats so far. Don't panic. That's part of the adjustment to this level. It is a significant jump from AAA to the majors, and I do think patience is warranted with the truly blue-chip prospects. Tatis, as you mentioned, is a great example. Performed very well before the injury, even if he had a couple of rough games initially. All right. Uh, adjustments will be made, will need to be made if you roster Corey Kluber. That was not fun. Uh, Brian Anderson hit a comebacker off his right arm. It's broken. I figure it's at least a month here. They've already lost Mike Clevenger. Um, Corey Kluber was not pitching all that well to start with. ERA in like the mid fives. Um, strikeout rate not what we expected. We did have some concerns going into this season based on how he finished last year. And, you know, they've been in the playoffs the last couple of years. That takes a toll on pitchers because they don't have as long of an off season. So let's say, for example, all right, so we're on the second day of May. Let's say he misses six weeks, all right? It's mid-June when he comes back. Are we going to rank him as a top 10 starting pitcher for the rest of the season? Are we you? Ooh. Uh, it, I'm not. Yeah, based on where the state of starting pitching is today, I would say probably not. But I also don't know how the other players in that range are going to perform. I, You know, it, it's interesting that... that when I think about the the Indians injured pitchers, I'm almost tempted to say I'd, I'm more interested in Mike Clevenger at this point. But Clover what he could should give be you. back sooner. And then, and this injury is not going to shoot an elbow or a shoulder. Like Clevenger's is a what the back back injury for Clevenger. It was uh, uh, yeah the it wasn't lat. What was it? It was uh, it was something in his back. Which yeah, he, he had said back spasms. Uh, Kluber, this is just a broken like like ulna. You know, he should be fine. He should be fine, but we were, I mean, we actually, we were in this room, I think, when we raised the question about Kluber in the preseason. Remember, we were talking about of any of the members of the top 10 starting pitchers, which were the ones that concerned us. And what bothered me about Kluber was during that one period of time last year, and I think it was an elbow in July, he did have, I think, a, a three to five start span where the K rate dropped. And to me, if he's not at 100%, that does affect the command. And I think that's a little what we might have seen in the first couple of weeks. I don't know whether he had been 100% truly even before this. I don't know, but I've never been in this room before. Have you? We're, so, for some context it's a here, room. we're sitting in this little room, okay, <laughs> on campus in like the ESPN radio area here. I can see Kyle. I'm waving to him. He's right behind the glass, five feet away. Tom's across from me. Tristan's to my left. And it's just a little bit weird. It's fun, all being in the same place. I'm not sure the next time it's going to happen again, if ever. But, um, all right, let's talk more players here. Let's go quickly here on some of these guys. We have a lot to get mm-hmm. to, a weekend preview. Um, Nate La- Lowe, I assume it's Lowe, yeah, not Lowe. Th- it's Nate Lowe <laughs> and Brandon Lowe. How Brandon Lowe. coordinate those two names? Come on, you play for the same team, you have the same last name. It's got to be pronounced the same way. But they're also very different players, Justin. Yes. Brandon Lowe very is the different. second baseman with big power, big strikeouts. Nate Lowe is like a Mark Race-type first baseman, should hit for average, not a ton of power. Do you agree with that No, assessment? I don't agree with that you think he has power, I think power? it's the opposite. I think he definitively has better power than Brandon Lau. Dan, really? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Unquestionably, Nathan, Nathaniel Lau has more power than Brandon Lau. How do you, how do you Nathaniel really Nathaniel Lowe has more than Brandon <laughs> I'm just, I'm just curious because you're waving your arms at me as if you want to fight. I'm just. Well, like, no, no, no. I, I'm, I find it interesting that you think he's a Mark Grace type because. Well, obviously, he probably has more power than that. You do. But like, I'm just like, when I look at Brandon Lau, he's a typical 250, 25 home run guy. I look at Nate Lowe and I think, you know, like if he bats 500 times, he might hit 20 home runs. Okay. And, and. That, that would mean that Lau has more power than Lowe. I think Lowe. We're lowering ourselves to a new level I, here. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Don't bring up the Detroit Tigers relief pitcher at this point, please. Oh, man, I'm being so thrown here. All right. 
What's wrong with you? <laughs> Nate Lowe. Nate Lowe, to me, strikes me as a guy in the mold of the Christian Walker and Jesus Aguilar. Uh, you know, that, really? that, that okay. type. Right. Where he is, he has gotten the brand of a guy who's torn up minor league levels. He hasn't put up the huge power number, uh, power numbers granted, but he's put up numbers that are very intriguing in the minor leagues. And when they traded Jake Bowers, a lot of the talk was they did it because Lowe could take over first base for Bowers. So I, I took a couple shares on this guy in deeper leagues, AL onlys and the, the like 20 team mixed. I do think there's 25 homer power here. I think there is. I do question whether he's going to make contact like he did in the minors. That's why when you say Mark Grace, do you think he could make the kind of contact he did in the minors? Because if he does, he's an outstanding pickup. And I think he sticks, and that's it. He's there for the rest or of the year. Would you rather roster the rest of the season, Low or Lau? Luau. Lau. Okay, well, that's what I was trying to and say. And I'm not mispronouncing the Nathaniel first baseman right, guy. So we're spending a lot the of guy time who's really loud. on a team that, uh, like, anyway. Um, briefly here, if you can. I'm not sure you can. Um, 10 seconds or less. Casey Mize, when does he debut? He threw a no-hitter this week. A Maddox. Fewer than 100 pitches. Uh, late, late next if, year? If, if, late July. And ne- I think it's next year, though. Next year. But a guy to keep on your radar. Top pick from last year. CC Sabathia, 3,000 strikeouts. Not all this year. That'd be a record. But, um, top 50 starting pitcher. Can you make the case? Nope. But I like where you're going there. There's value in CC Sabathia that people give no credit for. Fernando Tatis did go on the injured list, of course, after Monday, uh, after deadline. Um, any concerns when he comes back? This was a, I mean, it hurt me watching him oh. hurt his hamstring. It's hurting me right now thinking about it. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I don't want to just dismiss it, but no, not really. Uh, AJ Pollock, shocker. Here's my shock face back on the injured list. This is an elbow infection. He might even need a procedure. Um, nobody wants a procedure, but Alex Verdugo, a lefty who can't hit lefties, batted eighth last night. Uh, does he continue to get playing time when Pollock comes back? I think he returns to effectively what he was beforehand, but uh, the Dodgers are a very matchup-oriented team. I think they will find their spots. Malik Smith back in AAA Tacoma. Didn't see that coming. Uh, he was like three for his last 46, but you know he was one of only four players we projected for 40 stolen bases this season. Do you keep him rostered in an ESPN standard league? No. Not well, a chance. Out of Roto, not a points. Obviously, in a points league, you don't care about the steals. In a Roto league, do you keep him rostered? Not a chance. We just don't have the depth of... of so you're adding like Danny Santana? I keep ripping Danny Santana and he keeps hitting and running. At some point, I'm going to have to say I'm wrong. I, yeah. Or not, if he stops no, doing no, it. No, I, I don't think you're wrong, though. I'm with you on that with Danny Santana. I, I just, I don't think you can support keeping a player like, I think the only players who get sent to the minors that you're keeping around, Vlad was the closest we had for the first month. In our, you, you can't support in our game with three bench spots. You can't. After this, we'll talk about the relief pitchers, but this show is sponsored by SeatGeek. The ticket industry has not changed in a long time. There are a bunch of big companies who have been around forever, but they don't really care about making the experience easier for the customer. Well, SeatGeek does exactly that. It's a ticket company where the customer comes first. With more than 50,000 five-star reviews in the App Store, SeatGeek is focused on making your experience as easy as possible. SeatGeek pulls in millions of tickets from all over the web, rates each deal on a scale of 1 to 10, and displays them on an interactive seat map so it's simple to find what you are looking for. Green dots are good deals, red dots are overpriced. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed. So you can shop for tickets with confidence. We all have a SeatGeek app on our phones. It's by far the easiest way we have found to shop for tickets. In fact, Trish and I used SeatGeek recently to buy tickets to a minor league baseball game, and a good time was had, and good food was consumed. Best of all, listeners to this fine show get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek supports our show. We hope you will support them as well. 
Use our promo code FFB for $10 off on your first purchase. You can use that for concert tickets, sports, comedy, whatever you want. Remember, that's promo code FFB for $10 off on your first purchase. The Closer Carousel. <laughs> All right, Jose LeClerc finally lost the job in Texas, but maybe he's closing again next week. I don't have confidence that Sean Kelly will keep this job for long. Yeah, and part of the reason is that Kelly's durability has been questioned over the years. The other thing, too, is that they tend to use him best, I remember from his Yankee days, as a mix-and-match guy. LeClerc, we thought, was a top-ten closer, though. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. He had fantastic stuff, one of the, the most underrated second halves out there, but his control has been awful this year. The last two days, two different Angels have saves, and neither is named Cody Allen, which we expected. Uh, Hansel Robles had one on Tuesday, and Ty, well, actually, Ty Buttry, no, Buttry had a two-inning save on Wednesday. Who gets more saves moving forward? Now, we projected that it would be Buttry all along, but yeah. he's still not being used conventionally. That was a two-inning save. Correct. So? And, and it's a, it is a fair point. I think Buttry is the better pitcher. We've had this discussion before, but based on the usage, Probably will be Robles. I, I I feel like it might not even be either the two of them. I I don't who know else who is to, there. I don't know who else to to pitch there. I trying to think of other names. K Rod coming back. I then mean, I'm then I'm going to give you Buttry at like 14 saves. Okay, that it's going to just be a mess and jumbled around around the other guys. I don't think anybody's expecting Robles to get saves, which is why I would add him. But you, <laughs> well, I, okay, I just, from the Greg Holland standpoint, I mean, make the case for Robles. Then I I don't I don't blame you for Buttry. The way Buttry's being used it does not. Per, pretend that it's going to be him but if you're given the choice between andrew miller and cody allen in that one year who do you expect well, you, you roster the guy with skills but and hope he gets the the chance or in my case you take the guys giving you more volume and better ratios we heard a lot of the word volume we're here actually in connecticut we should note because of the fantasy football uh, summit this week. Today's the last day. It started on Tuesday. And the word volume is used an awful lot <laughs> because of running backs and, and, yeah. and pitch quarterbacks throwing the football. Um, other situations as a Phillies fan, I don't know why Hector Neris came in the game in the sixth inning yesterday, but apparently it's Gabe Kapler. I, I, but he wasn't Gabe Kapler the first like four weeks, which was like Neris was the close is the closer. So it's week one of last year. He's Gabe Kapler. I, I don't know. Um, briefly, any concerns about awesome relievers giving up homers? Edwin Diaz has already allowed three. Josh Hader has allowed mm-hmm. at least that many. Yeah. Now they're still striking everybody else out when they don't allow the home runs, but they could be trouble if they keep giving, if they give up double digit home runs. That's a problem. It, it is a problem. Um, but there is an, Awful lot of chatter about the juiced ball this year and that the home run rate is up significantly. I mean, what was it? Two, uh, two teams are on pace for more than 300 homers at this point, yes, I believe. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's really all I'm saying specifically from these relievers. I am concerned about this for some other players who are <laughs> not doing so well in the other categories, but I think in this case with those two, I think it's more about the baseball than it is their talent. I led my blog the other day saying that I liked Will Smith in a trade. Do you agree with Will Smith? Being... I like your trade. Mention the trade. I like that trade. Uh, well, the other guy needed to get rid of a reliever because yeah. he needed a starter, and I like Pablo Lopez, but I had to take on a save guy, and Will Smith already has a win and a save this week. But I could have had Greg Holland or Neris. Would you have taken Smith? Smith could get traded any day. Giants I, are bad. Yeah, I, I would have, and, and you and I did discuss this, and I said I preferred Smith. The risk you're taking on here is that, that little bit of a rumor that the Giants might start trading some of the relievers because they feel they have decent replacements to plug in. So if they trade Smith to another team, I don't think he closes, but I love the ratios. Yeah, I actually I, think he's one of the I best for it. at a bunch of the teams where he could be traded, it actually seemed like 50-50 he could close. Like, he goes to Boston, he could close. 
Because it was Atlanta, he would close. Yeah, very true. Atlanta's very true. got nothing. So, I mean, I just doubt he gets traded in May. Um, all right, let's get to the preview of the weekend, uh, the next four days of games. Uh, Thursday, not a whole lot of action. Brad Peacock in action at Minnesota. Minnesota is one of those teams hitting a lot of home runs. Although, to be fair, I don't know if anybody's talking about this, they face Baltimore like half the time so far. And Baltimore's pitching is obviously terrible. But Brad <laughs> Brad Peacock, your thoughts? Do you like him? Is he a guy you want to invest in? Houston could do a lot of things there. I, I do like him just because of the swing and miss factor. Um, was one of the, the more interesting sleepers of the preseason. But hasn't had an opportunity to be a regular starter in this rotation. So I'm I'm not apt to judge the performance to date. It's been good. I think more Ks are coming in the future. I would start him here. Friday, U Darvish is on the mound in the afternoon. You don't want U Darvish, and I keep telling people that he's walking everybody. Although his last outing, if memory serves, like he went deeper into the game. He threw like fifty-five pitches in the first two innings and still made it through like six innings, didn't mm-hmm. he? Mm-hmm. With like eight strikeouts, but I don't want anybody it's walking a, that many. It's a messy and uneven year for him. By the way, wrong ballpark of these two. You don't want him in Wrigley. You want him in Bush Stadium, and I don't want him against the Cardinals anyway. The Cardinals have been hitting quite a bit over the past two weeks. So I did the math on this. Um, Steven Matz, if he hadn't had that game against the Phillies, ERA of 1-2-2. Now, of course, he did have the game against the Phillies where a retired Nary hitter. But the fact is, Steven Matz is a decent pitcher. You I don't, don't know why believe, you don't like him. You don't believe in that stat. I mean, come on. No, I don't. But I do believe that you're allowed to have a bad day. Like, yes. I have them from time to time. You do. <laughs> so I have, you know. I have them more than, more than once against the Phillies. I think... Um, there might be a, a day that comes to mind, and it's probably right around now. The point is, Stephen Mass is better than people think, and everybody dropped him after that out, and they shouldn't have done that. I'd rather roster Stephen Mass than you, Darvish, which might sound silly, but mm, I don't think it's. Yeah, what, what actually, I probably, I'm probably on. there. No, I'm probably there with you. I'm not. I just don't. I don't trust Mass Mats to carry me through the year by any means. What, what don't you trust? You mean in health injury? Period. All right. I do not see. What are the chances you give him twenty five more decent starts? Well, very, very slim odds. Okay. You're being, you don't think? You're being very negative, but... it's st- Look at Steven Matz's track record. You, are you really going to invest in him over the long haul? I'm not saying... I'm saying like he's like your last starting pitcher in, in a standard league. Matz or Peacock? Matz. I, Peacock, I, don't, I don't think Peacock's making more starts. I, don't, I think Houston will pull him for the rotation. Fair, but I think Peacock's And he's pitching the pitcher. sixth inning. <laughs> I think he's a better pitcher. You know, it's I'll not take like- Peacock. Is, is Matt's more injury prone than that Kansas City wide receiver we discussed yesterday? <laughs> His name escapes me, but you know who I'm talking about. The number one wide receiver. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins yes. I'm so footballed out right I think there's some, <laughs> there's some more injury prone guys than Matt who All I right. think I'd compare to Matt. Saturday, uh, oh, ESPN Plus has a nice matchup here. Jake Odorizzi and Jay Happ at the stadium. Who'd you rather roster? Odorizzi, Happ, or Matt's this year? Rank them. Happ, Matt's, Odorizzi. Wow. So you hate Odorizzi that much. We already know you hate Mats. I don't hate Odorizzi, but what exactly are you seeing in him? Odorizzi is Nothing. one of those. It was the first outing where he struck everybody out, but he's just an average pitcher. But that's, and that's not who he is. No. I think he's a perfectly adequate middle of the road kind of pitcher. You can, you can extract some value. In our game, I don't think you can. Like the show, perfectly adequate middle of the road. Something like that. Wouldn't it be adequate? <laughs> My Simpsons fans I, I would wish, know that one. I wish there was video on this one, this show, actually. Tom, get the get the phone out and just take video as we're. He's Tristan's just so happy right now. There's I, nothing wrong with. Do you know why I'm so no. happy? I gotta say, I gotta give a big thank you to Kyle because you know, not for all the other stuff he does. It's because he's no, given me my fourth cup coffee. of coffee. I got you. And he's given Eric 
I'm passing my coffee to you. He's Why giving you Eric give his coffee. First ever cup of coffee? Yes, I've moved it to over to Kyle Justin. is the man. I got you. Uh, Sunday, I believe there's a doubleheader on ESPN. Oh, there is. How about that? Justin Verlander and Matt Harvey. One of them's good and one of them's Matt Harvey. Is Verlander the best pitcher in baseball right now? You know, um, that case can be made. I mean, Jake DeGrom had, what, six, seven shutout innings yesterday. So he's fine. But would you, if you, well, you do, you do rankings. Who's <laughs> your number one starting pitcher? Is it Ver, it's not Verlander though. My number one starting pitcher in the last one, I think, was still Scherzer. It's still Scherzer, and he pitched well yesterday too. Yeah, and it still would. So it's a mess around him. Like, did you see that first inning yesterday? Like uh-huh. Washington just throwing the ball everywhere, and then you know he didn't win the game. The Degrom question is. Oh, now is he okay, or now is he, are you still concerned? No, I I went back to being okay. I I again, I feel like he hasn't gotten into a routine yet, so I don't want to criticize him, but. I think those three that that that's I think they're close. Alfred. By the way, this doubleheader, you you know the reason for it. I just re- remembered this. No, uh, this is the game in Mexico in Monterey. Oh, so it is in um and and the the historical numbers which I put in the forecast just said that uh they're not scoring runs to the level that people should expect, but it should be a fairly hitter friendly ballpark. I don't know if that concerns you for well. It, <laughs> not well, for Verlander. If, if you've got Verlander, you never sit him, even right. Coors. And if you have Matt Harvey, uh, you should look elsewhere. Well, it's um, good for Houston. Yeah, but like, which, like, you're not going to use Tyler White in that game, like, or like Matt, Kemp, not Matt Kemp, Tony Kemp. If I'm chasing games at Torinos, that point? I mean, like, I'm, I'm just saying, games. like, it, there's, there's Astros, you, you have to use every game, and then there's Astros, you're like, eh, I don't really care. Yeah, but if I'm chasing points at the end of my matchup that, that day, I'd be loading up on any Astro that's available. The night game is uh, Adam Wainwright and Jose Quintana at Wrigley Field. And Quintana's a little like Matt's. He had one game where he just allowed a ton of runs. All his other starts this season, 1.47 ERA. Is this a Quintana of White Sox lore who could not do this the last two years with the Cubs? Like 350 ERA, a lot of strikeouts. And I will say yes, because the first category I go to with Jose Quintana and why I like him a little more as a fan than for fantasy is the first pitch strike rate, which is 68%. Last year was his lowest uh, of his career at 65.4. If he's getting ahead in the count again, that's the Quintana that we expected from the White Sox days. Okay. There you go. Um, any other players you're watching this weekend, uh, hitters, pitchers, and like? I mean, obviously, Thursday is the day that I do my free agent report on players at each position. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of who I mentioned. Mike Soroka, the Braves, I led with him and Senzel. Uh, Soroka pitches, I believe, Saturday at Miami, and he's, his first three outings have all been one run. Exactly. He has allowed an area home run. By the way, see Stroman still has not allowed a homer. He got lit yesterday, but no home runs allowed for Stroman in this era, which is unbelievable. Anyway, I like Soroka a lot. I know you do as well. Any other players, hitters, or pitchers you're recommending this weekend? Yeah, I'm still leaning heavily on. We mentioned the Rays before, so I'm going to avoid the hitting side and go to the pitching because I believe they have aligned. Let me call my forecaster to be sure here. They're TBD guys for Saturday and Sunday against Baltimore. It means we might very well see another Yanni Chirinos game. Might not get a start in that game. Does not burn your starts cap. We saw Jalen Beeks pitch well in relief there. I would be loading up on Tampa Bay pitchers, taking the opportunity for for very good matchups. And uh, which Tampa Bay pitcher would you use for saves? <laughs> if I must choose right now, I will take Diego Castillo. That would be my third choice. Really? Yeah, because it seems clear to me that uh, Emilio Pagan would be the right-handed option over Castillo. So I think it's either Alvarado or Pagan based on matches. Pagan's pitching well. It's not like he's Cody Allen. He's, he's doing well. He's got numbers. 
I, I think I'm not even gonna. Yeah, and I'm not even gonna board bet you that that particular. You know, there could be anybody. Because yeah, we might <laughs> as well be somebody just, else. Tom, just get a hat here, throw three <laughs> names in, and each of us will draw one, and that's gonna be who we take. I mean, we got it, a dartboard be... down the down the hallway here. Look, we could. Do Alvarado's that. the best pitcher. Alvarado is the best of the three. Period. He is. He, he is. But Pagan's pitching very well. Yes. I mean, we can't just. I would that. start all three if they are available. By all means, get him in there. I don't want to have a a, rota- a a staff where I'm starting three Tampa Bay relievers, though. But but I'm saying that if you were in the matchup chasing situation, and I love to throw in the relievers available on the wire when I don't have starters, I'm going to put in Tampa Bay pitchers. And obviously. They're facing Baltimore, so you want their hitters this weekend, Low and Lau and mm-hmm. other players. And granted, well. by the way, Baltimore, not the right ballpark for this. I understand that. But I think based on who's in the Baltimore lineup, it supports Tampa's matchups. All right. After this, Kyle speaks and uh, Tristan answers your hash browns. Everybody wants to hear a name game. Hidley Hodley. Diddly Doolittle. What? The Dilly of a Pickle. <laughs> diddly Doodly Ned Flanders. Dilly Wall. The Dilly of a Pickle. I say Diddly Doodly da da da. The Dilly of a Pickle. We can't do the drop. With all the Diddly Delight Birds. It's a Dilly of a Pickle. Come on. Dibbly Dibbly Doo. Whatever, you know. That's an even Dillier of a Pickle. You just Dilly Dallied your way into another thing. Got a name for you. I'm Sultan of Stat. Bro Stat. Dog Stat. I have kids of Stat. Hamster of Stat. Wife Stat. Goldfish of Stat. <laughs> Mrs. of Stat. Something's wrong with you. Wanna play a little game of Trash Tristan here? Are you singing that? We're having an intervention. All right, I needed an excuse to play that <laughs> drop, and when you guys are here in person, it's there's nothing better. Something is wrong. I'm with about you. to ruin my second shirt of the week. That was yeah. We got plenty of napkins. That was amazing. I love that drop. Uh, Dave writes in with a a name game if you haven't figured it out. So try to help him out. He wants Frankie Montas. Who are you putting over or under Frankie Montas the rest of the way? Who? About 45 who, starters. Who? Okay, who in that general who? tier? You know what I mean. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't even turned my laptop on. Read some names. Uh, like, All right, hold on. Uh, Let me call uh, up. Off the top good. of my head. On, I thought Eric was the king. I'm going to chat. Eric this. says I answer all these questions. We're going to make Eric answer these questions right, with I my like rankings. All right. Something is wrong go. with you. Yes. This is how it's going to work. Yes, you do. I you name pictures and I'll, I'll answer and lead people to 10th place. In a 14-team league. Says the <laughs> guy who's in what place in NL Labor? And by the way, he did look at his standings last night. I did not. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. You were standing in front of me last night. It was like 10.53 p.m. What are you talking about? NL oh, yeah, Labor? You, that wasn't me. What are you talking about? Actually, you didn't literally look at I didn't at see your... you at that time. And I, I have not looked at the NL Labor standings since Monday. I promise you. Not that it's like, you know, a thing and I have to do it. But I did not look up the standings. He did not literally look up the standings, but we talked about the standings. You are right. <laughs> I'm correcting myself. Name some pitchers, will All you? Right. I mean, Montas, the, the concern is going to be that he doesn't pitch more than 150 innings because Oakland may not need him to. But the numbers should be good. But I, he's not even in my top 50 starting pitchers. I don't think you have okay, him there. Okay, I'm going to throw you Zach Eflin first. Oof. Well, there's Philly's bias here. I, I, I think it's Eflin, but Montas has better strikeout stuff. And I like the ballpark better. I just I don't think Montas makes it through six months starting. Tom, can you check how his splitter's performing on the, the fangrass page? Montas. If you don't mind. Thanks. No, I'm serious. I, I'm curious because that's gonna So play. you would take Montas. No, I, Which I is think fine. I w- I'm with you. I would take F one. I don't think that's Philly's bias. How about Carlos Rodon? No, I want no no shares. No, I would take Montas. No Rodon? No. And no and Rodin. yesterday's outing was another reminder. I just <laughs> he, he, too many lightings ups. I don't. I don't. Okay. I, don't I don't like. He still walks people. No. Okay. 
No, no. I'd agree with you there. Okay. I need to adjust my rankings for it, but I agree with you there. Uh, how about who was the one I was looking at here? Uh, Marco Gonzalez. Man, that was a bad outing. <laughs> He's been really up or down. But but I would. So have you? I'll take Gonzalez there because I do think that's going to be 160 passable innings of like a 3.75 ERA. He gets like seven and a half strikeouts per nine. I just think that's a volume pick. Although Seattle is clearly not as good as they were the first three weeks. Seattle is going to be like last year's Mets. Great mm-hmm. first start. And you think, how can they miss the playoffs? And they're going to miss They're going to miss the playoffs. They're going to yeah. lose more games than they win over the course of the season. And that's despite being like 12-2. and two. Our thousand Mariner fan friends are not going to be Even Schoenfield knows. The Mariners <laughs> are not winning more than they lose. It's not being uh, us being mean. Yanni Chirinos. I, I, I'm with you, by the way, on Marco Gonzalez. I would take Montas over Chirinos. The problem with Chirinos is, obviously, he's not going to start these games. But, it, you know... He might. A few. But last year's Ryan Yarbrough, was it really that valuable? Contextually, it was valuable. Uh, in the majority leagues, probably not. I mean, I'll ask you, Montas or Soroka? He's the hot pickup this week. Oh, Soroka. I won't hesitate. You didn't. Paddock? Pa- uh, Paddock. Same issue as Montas. Paddock by a lot. But... Same issue. He's not going to pitch enough. Yeah. They'll they'll move him out of the rotation at times. I think Paddock's a better pitcher, though. What would you think of Cal Quantrill's debut? Mm, I'm not, not, I, not a big prospect. He, when he was drafted, he had had the Tommy John surgery, I believe, before he was drafted. And, like, Law, like, didn't think he was a great prospect a year later. Right. So he's debuted, but, like, I don't think the Potters have to keep him in the rotation. But he's a name people know because his father played right. Major League Baseball. I also was with Keith on that, that I didn't think he was a top-shelf prospect. He he was one of the guys in the battle for the fifth starter job and lost out to Nick... Margovic... We're not making fun of him. We just don't know how to pronounce it. It's Margovicius. All right. I don't know today. All right, I'll give you the last one. Please. Steven Matz. Matt's, what's wrong with you? Matt's, Matt's is, I don't know what you, your hatred is here. Like, he's probably like my number 50 starting pitcher. That's what fine. Matt's the rest of the way, stat line. Well, he's not going to, he's going to miss some starts. Something will happen. Per start. Trip Give me the ratios, K9, stuff but like that. But 375, 125. And he strikes people out. I, I don't, like, yes, he'll miss starts. But when he pitches, he should generally be pretty good. That's what I think. Kirsten doesn't believe that. But Tristan's I, winning his lead. I, I am tempted to go. No, I, I think I would also go oh, Mats over Montas. Montas. Yeah, there yeah. are a couple of the others we just mentioned who I would take over Mats as well. But I'm yeah. interested in Montas. I don't think I could lock him into even a top 60 ranking right now, which is not. Yeah, I mean, him. I agree. We're we're talking a lot about a pitcher who's probably readily available on ESPN. That doesn't sound anything like what we did last year. By the way, he doesn't have that many Ks. I'm, I mean, for a guy who just added the splitter, the only thing that's changed is the, the ground ball rate's way up. Fair enough. What is next, sir? All right. Brandon wants to know if he can cut Travis Shaw now. Well, Tristan will tell you you never should have drafted him in the first place. He's you gonna, never should have drafted him in the first place. See, you're going to go back now and say, oh, you never should have drafted You probably had him ranked number 100. You had, you had him and Moustakis ranked in the, like, 90 to 100 range. Don't say you didn't. Come on. Where did you have... This is like the, the the last show when you when I said you had a guy ranked in the top forty. And you I'll s- look. I'm gonna for the accuracy's sake. I do make. This, I mean, Travis Shaw had thirty home runs each of the past two seasons. There's no way you didn't rank him around number hundred. Now, if you want to give up him now because he's batting under his weight, go ahead. But he's certainly capable of batting hundred. He's still batting cleanup for that. Uh, you know, batting. He could bat two sixty the rest of the season and hit thirty home runs overall. 
Just like we thought Aguilar was going to do. Now he's hitting again and walking. I had Travis Shaw ranked 123 in the preseason. All right. That seems a little... uh Which means you wouldn't get him if you were listening to my rankings, but that also means I didn't think he was without value, and I would argue now that this could be a buy-low opportunity. You just said drop him. How's that buying low? You have him on your team right now. You're cutting him? If there's something else out there of great interest, but... Are you cutting him for Nate Lowe? In our game? No, you're mm-hmm. not. Probably. Yeah, you're right. Probably not. Because I, I don't know that, that Nate Lowe is going to stick for the long haul yet. I'm not ready. I'm not there yet. Are you cutting him for Brandon Lau? Yeah. Two second baseman. Well, no, you're not. You're not cutting Travis I, Shaw for Brandon Lau. I like Brandon Lau, though. I yeah, do, yeah, too. You're probably but right. You're not I'm probably doing that. Like, I'm probably you're not. just forgetting about the numbers of the last two years. Now, if Travis Shaw is doing this three, four weeks from now, okay, but... Like, this is Matt Carpenter's well, stuff, man. No, okay. Now, that's the wrong approach. Because if you wait two weeks, you're not going to be able to get that replacement. So, all right. So, Travis Shaw had 30 homers each of the last two seasons. What did you project going into this year? That it was all going to just suddenly fall apart? No. I just thought that he was getting a little bit overrated based on the raw skill set. I feel, feel like people were putting too much of an investment. People were overrating him because he had second base eligibility. Exactly. That I'll agree with. But to say, like, you had him in the 13th round, I mean, that's that's fine. I, I thought he was, what was it, 265, I think was the average. And I think he, he was perfectly reasonable to project at 28 homes. All right, let me read something. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy. And you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabelle. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the jobs of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the very first day. And right now, listeners to this fine show can try ZipRecruiter for free in capital letters at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabell. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash K-A-R-A-B-E-L-L. ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabell because ZipRecruiter, it's the smartest way to hire. If I ever spell my name wrong, then that's bad. That'd be a deli of a pickle. Of course, <laughs> there'd be something wrong with me. That's a great job. We need it more than like once a year. I agree. Hmm? We'll we'll do more name games. We'll do it like we'll make it a Thursday thing. I mean, like you're the only one back there. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, what was I thinking that day where I was going through the dilly of a pickle? Diddly what? The dilly of a pickle. Diddly doodly. Ned Flanders. Dilly wall. The dilly of a pickle. I say diddly doodly. Da da da. The dilly of a pickle. We can't do the drop with all the dilly delight birds. The dilly of a pickle. Come on. Dibbly dibbly do. Whatever you know. That's an even dillier of a pickle. You just dilly dallied your way into another thing. Got a name for you. I'm Sultan of Stat. Pro Stat. Dog Stat. I have kids of Stat. Hamster of Stat. Wife Stat. Goldfish of Stat. Mrs. of Stat. Something's wrong with you. Want to play a little game of trash, Tristan? Here. Tristan. Trash is Tristan. Yeah, 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 it all went bad. Why did we do this? We're having an intervention. <laughs> I don't know. That's going to make me laugh I'm every time. And you think I'm today. <laughs> How many years have we been doing a podcast together? See, do we count the early years? No, let's disregard the early years. What did you count every year you were doing? <laughs> by definition, I asked you how many right. years. So we've probably been. This isn't about Travis. We've Shaw. been Just doing answer this question. We've been doing podcasts for fifteen years. We started when I was ten. <laughs> wow, and you were. You could drive. 
I think you were you were fourteen and I was ten. It was it was an awesome podcast back oh, so then. So I'm older than you. That's nice. You said you're twenty nine. <laughs> Sub thirty. You're still doing okay, Eric. As long as we, if you'd said you were twenty five, trying to move things along, right. crazy. Right? It's okay. We got the name game in there, so we might as well give you one. Troy was asking a question. I was wondering about Jose Martinez. All the dude does is hit. Three fifteen career average continues to do it this year. Who's ranked in his general area the rest of the way, and what are you expecting moving forward? Do you have Jose Martinez as a top 40 outfielder? You probably can't. I don't think I do. I, I don't think I do. I'm looking. Now, I like him. He does hit. Um, eventually, health will return to that team. But they should just, like, isn't he playing right field every day now, Jose Martinez? Right. But, I mean, I, I think that the injured list is dictating their playing But Dexter time. Fowler's bad, even though he's been hitting. Yeah. Didn't we do? Yeah, we checked the quality of contact. It wasn't. It no, was not it was, supporting his it numbers. It was smoke and mirrors. Bader has to play center because he's a defender. I'm 63rd at outfield. Yeah, I mean, like I'm trying to think of names. Like, like it's like I like. He should he, be ranked better than that, though. Yeah, he's a really good hitter. I just don't think there's. And I hate to do the path about, to playing uh, time, but it's true. Avisel Garcia. Top I'd rather have Martinez. Um, now this one might sound crazy, but based on playing time, AJ Pollock. Can you make the case? Like, I don't want to roster Pollock right now. All right, Verdugo. No, I agree. I think I think you're right. Verdugo. Uh, I'd rather have Martinez. Matt Kemp. Rather, definitely rather have Martinez. Marcakis. If it's a points league, I think Marcakis is the winner there. I will take Martinez and Roto. Why was Malik Smith rostered in seventy five percent of points leagues at all? Because. <laughs> I don't know. I, right. I, I, to be critical, I think people often just pull ADP and don't think about the format. Trey Mancini? Like, Jose Martinez can do that and better. I, okay, I want to ask Mancini's you. Mancini's doing it. Uh, I think it's Mancini, but I want to ask you what you think of Mancini because there are some changes in his game. There are, really. but I find it hard to believe he's going to hit like above 280 all season. I would agree with that. But, but he could he could hit 30 power. home runs. That's, that's a 30 home run guy. That's it. It's the power. The changes he's making are supporting a 30 home run season. What a weird lineup. Like, VR's fine. He'll probably steal 25 bases instead of 40. Mancini can bat second or third. Dwight Smith, I... Uh, no. By the way, I've Mancini 18th in the last update, and I have Martinez 25th among first basemen. Oh, among first basemen. I'm thinking of outfielders, but yes. Right. But uh, if I did among outfielders... Mancini at outfield, probably like 45. Probably, yeah. Um, but I, I do think investing in Jose Martinez is a good idea. 49th. There you go. See, it's like I memorized your rankings. See, you're, it's like your brain is a sponge. You, re- I don't know how you remember this stuff. What does I remember? I haven't looked at your rankings all season. <laughs> remember, good guesser, you know, somewhere <laughs> He in the seriously is. I wish I had a brain I like know, this. Like tough. He, he absorbs everything. <laughs> is your cell phone taking over the podcast? <laughs> What's wrong? Is someone at your door? What's going on? We don't have doors here. My Siri I, just apparently spoke. Siri just thought I said something. Did you accidentally summon me? Let's ask her. Would you drop Travis Shaw, Siri? Hold on, <laughs> Siri. Would you drop Travis Shaw? <laughs> Thanks, Siri. Yeah, that's a very helpful thing. Siri, would you drop Travis Shaw? Be careful. She's going to ask you for league contacts. Like it's going to be a whole thing. No problem. No she, problem. That's what she said. That's what she said. Travis Shaw droppable <laughs> breaks the tie. Siri, it is. <laughs> this stuff only happens when we're. I know. Awesome. I love it. I wish that is you could the do first this time often. that that phone has ever answered a question I didn't ask it. Why don't you turn the volume off I on your did. phone? You didn't. It just spoke right there. <laughs> right there. I heard it. 
But I heard it speak. Right there. I've got like 30 <laughs> alerts on here and none of them went, but that did. I, I mean, it's either someone's at your door or Siri's telling you something. Travis Shaw's calling you. I mean, come on. You think it's Siri at his door all this time? Just trying to get on the podcast? Are you serious? They're <laughs> listening. Something is wrong with you. Goodness. I, I, I'm loving life. What can I say? All right. What do we have any more I'm questions on my here? Coffee <laughs> before Siri stops the show. We got two more. Siri can weigh in if she'd like. Timmy wants to know what in the world does he do with Madison Bumgarner now? What do you mean? What Struggling. do you do? Last night was great. Almost beat the Dodgers. They just didn't score for him. I, let me ask you this, you Homer. I don't like the Giants. <laughs> no, he's on your labor team, so you're totally a labor homer. I was trying to think the other day of who is on my labor pitching staff. And all I could think of was Bumgarner and Michaelis. And I forgot everybody else. All right. Let's do Eric Trivia. Name the nine pitchers active in your labor team right Siri, now. Siri, who are my other starting pitchers? <laughs> I have a brewer. Um, Bumgarner ERA this season over under 375 totality. Is it 392 ERA, right I'd say under. All right. Well, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not expecting an ace. Yeah. Strikeout rate is fine this season. I mean, he's been a little bit more, shall we say, inconsistent than I had hoped. But this isn't a head-to-head league. This isn't Vampire, where I lose every week. This is a full-season, six-month roto, and Bumgarner's going to end up with an ERA of 364. That's fine. And, like, 12 wins. I'm not going to give him a lot of wins. Bumgarner is the top 30 starter you're not excited about, but he's a top 30 starter. Okay. Is that about right? I have Like I, Kyle Hendricks. Yeah. Different stuff. but different, Yeah, different type of player, but I think... And I didn't have a problem with with the the Bumgarner buy. I thought it was, it was the a little right expensive, price. but I mean, I needed a guy that's thirteen gonna... bucks, wasn't he? It was seventeen, but it's um, mm. it's at least like I know I'm getting one hundred ninety. In... Well, I say that he's been hurt the last two years, but I feel confident he's fine. I would not. First of all, if I tried to trade Bumgarner in that league, nobody would take him. But I don't want to trade him. I need like decent safe innings because I'm sure I have people. To... I have Tehran in that league. Like I need safe innings. Right. I guess I'd ask whether you'd cash in the Bumgarner chip. Not in labor. I don't think you can do you that. You can't there. in an NL only. But, but if you're in a mixed league, if you're in our game, yeah, would you I cash suppose. It in? No, I would. I would keep him. I'd lean more towards cashing it in, but I would not aggressively. I don't think do he's it. a buy low or a sell high. I think he, you just keep Bumgarner around. I I mm-hmm. think the injuries were fluky. I think he's going to be in the top twenty in innings this season, and it'll be fine. Any so Bumgarner pitched well yesterday. So did Michaelis. Uh, are you back on Michaelis bandwagon? Would you rather roster Ma- Michaelis or ba- uh, Michaelis or Bumgarner rest of the season? Bumgarner, but that's I just bode well for Michaelis. I don't dislike Michaelis. I just he doesn't miss bats, and that's a problem. Well, when, he missed some bats last season. He's not missing them this season, but it's only like a month. He didn't miss that many last season. No, he's not going to strike out two hundred batters, right? But he he pitched well last year. Yeah, oh, very yeah. well, quite well. All right. Um, Who'd you take? You got to pick between the two. Oh, it's it's Bumgarner, but like I probably rank Bumgarner like twenty five among starters, and Michaelis like thirty, thirty two, something like that. We're we're pretty close in rank. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, it doesn't not every starter. You, know, you don't have to overreact to this stuff. Okay. All right, I got a last question here. Michael asked me a month ago if him trading Devers for Dahl was a good move, and I told him he was crazy. He's coming back and asking you know the professionals because I've obviously not got this handled. <laughs> I've uh, only asked Dahl. Siri. I, I know. Siri knows way better than I do. I've messed him up over a month now. I'm sticking with Devers. I think he's still the play, but I'm not nearly as confident as I was a month ago. I'm not at all as confident. And if I was to, were to write a blog entry on 10 players that concern me, 10 hitters, because pitchers are just different, 
Devers would be on that list of hitters that concern me, and there's two reasons. One, he's not hitting. They gave up real quickly on him batting third, and Michael Chavez is just better. And he's better defensively, too. Devers is arguably the worst defensive third baseman in baseball right now, and that team can't afford that. So I think Devers is in real danger of losing playing time, not just in a platoon. Chavez hits everybody. Chavez hits right-handed pitching. I love Michael Chavez. You were, um, you were on the Chavez game I was right about that and Christian Walker. I was, I was wrong about plenty of stuff. I mean, I'm Travis Shaw. We're always going to be wrong about plenty of stuff, but that was one where All right, you, know what? you talked is... me into him and I put some shares in, and I was very surprised at how cheap he was in a lot of leagues. But David Dahl, I mean, if you want to rip Steven Matz's health, I mean, David Dahl is the king of that. Yeah, which is alarming for a guy who's still only 25 years old. Uh, un- unfortunately, sorry, Kyle. I mean, I I wouldn't have traded him in the first place. I that's had you know, I had Dahl. Where was it? I've. Uh, I, I think had, that's a fair trade, though. And now it looks a lot. I, I think now I'd rather have Dahl. I don't want to give up on Devers yet. He's still so young. But there's there's other factors here, and Chavez is one of them. Yeah, like if it's if it's a dynasty league, then I would oh, rather have Devers. Had Devers. But in the preseason, eighty-seven for Dahl, and I had Devers at one thirty something. Oh, so you would have traded Devers for Dahl? No, I would have. Yes, I would have traded Devers for Dahl. Based on your rankings. One, 133, I would have traded Devers for I would have, I would, I would have too. had reservations a month ago, but now I don't. I would rather have Dahl. I would rather have had Dahl, and I still would rather I just, have Dahl. I, I didn't want to give up so soon on Devers being like a 270 hitter with 30 home runs. I think I'll do that not this year. I think I'll do that like in two years. But like, what's wrong? You know what? It's that Devers, I think, has the better skill set, but it's course. Dahl's got a good course as skill set too. I mean, he steals bases. He's got pop. Dahl could be a twenty twenty player pretty easily. Is Dahl being any more patient this year? I have no idea. He doesn't the 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 discipline. He's for already Dahl. at an injury list stint, hasn't he? Yeah. Yes. Six point seven percent walk rate. I mean, oh geez, thirty two point two percent K rate. That's not good. Um, <laughs> Rockies at home this weekend against Arizona. A guy to watch. I know you hate this player. Ian Desmond has homered a couple times this week already. And uh, I think I have him in labor. He's he's a twenty twenty guy who bats two forty. That is what it is. Yeah, and he hits the ball on the ground. What sixty four percent? We of the know time. that, but he still ends up with I twenty know. home runs and twenty steals. And and you think I hate Desmond? You and I were almost spot on to the ranking of Ian Desmond in the preseason, and we've both gotten burned. Right, but you hate him, and I like him, and we had him in the same ranking. What does that tell us? I don't hate him. Dahl versus Desmond, rest of the season. Dahl. Yeah, I guess. Desmond or Jose Martinez? Desmond. It's just unfair. Desmond's going to steal 20 bases. No. Like, yes, it's Desmond. Like, Jose Martinez could hit 300 and hit 20 home runs, but that's like his ceiling. That's the risk. Desmond, you know, Desmond's ground ball rate, you know what it is? It's like 80%. (laughs) No. No. What is it? 41. That's fine. I'm okay with that. That's unusual. All right. It's also a small sample. It's definitely a small sample. I, yeah. I don't know. Ian Desmond is not as bad as people think. He's not going to win you a ba- he's not going to win a batting title or help your batting average, but he's fine. On today's Baseball Tonight podcast, Buster and Boog Shambi discuss the impact of the Corey Kluber injury and a whole lot more. Plus, Buster catches up with Astros manager AJ Hinch. Check it out and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. All right. Final thoughts here. Is there any silly national days? World Password Day. I don't even know what mine is. I, well, I just lost my laptop two days ago. <laughs> I didn't lose it. It crashed. And then I had to write a blog on my phone. Um, Schwartz, be with you. National Two Different Colored Shoes Day. That can't be real. Kids Sun- are starting to do that. I don't get it. 
Like you kid. see, you are a kid. No, what but you, you know? like I'm not high school. You see, high school basketball games are wearing two different shoes. I don't understand. My kids don't do that. Um, <laughs> Sunday is Cinco de Mayo. Please act. Uh, it's also National Hoagie Day. Yes, I will have a hoagie on Sunday. It's not a sub. Not everybody calls not a it a grinder. That. It's a sub. I call it's it a hoagie. Yeah, I don't it's a sub. A sub. I agree. Well, you're you're from different places. Actually, than I am. yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> surprised that you're in. Is that sub territory? Sub territory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're I, with the me. grinder thing took me. Forever is it a New York State out. thing? I think so. I think so. Okay. The, the grinder sub territory, I believe. I don't. I never understood the grinder thing. No. That's here, isn't it? Uh, that's something else. Um, we're done for today. Let's keep our jobs. Thank you so much for listening to our little fantasy focus baseball. And by the way, we should make it clear. And Kyle, you can speak to this. In fact, you should. The football show recorded uh, earlier this week and is recording again, again this week, right? Yeah, we After recorded Monday. Uh, free agency draft sort of recap kind of podcast. That one's already out later today. We're doing a summit recap. We'll be breaking down the mock draft you guys are about to head to, in addition to where our rankings played out, top five at all positions, all that good stuff to get you ready for football, which is, you know, it's coming. The uh, Fantasy Focus football show, very, very popular. More people have already downloaded the show that hasn't been done yet than will we'll download this sure show. That, I'm not sure I you think. can do that. <laughs> that's, how, that's how popular it is, but please listen to our friends and colleagues. They're very good. Uh, that's it. Have a great weekend uh, for the whole gang here. And that would be Kyle and Tom and Crazy Tristan. I am Eric. Have an awesome weekend. Everything is awesome. Darkness. You're so weird.